What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 59 of Next Gen Newsweek, your weekly podcast for all things gaming-related, as far as the PS5 and the Xbox series and the Nintendo Switch, and now we have a Valve handheld and a Bud Light console, a KFC, everything. You know, we've got we've got everything. We're like the interdimensional cable of podcasts for about video games, I guess. So, uh, anyway, uh, my name is Mitch. Joining me tonight, in no particular order, is Michael. Hola, como estas? Wow, he went there, huh? (laughs) Steven, welcome back. Richard. Present. And Chase. Hello, hello. Richard Richard says present like he's getting roll called in middle school. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we have a a wide range of topics we're going to cover tonight, including uh, some stuff about... What? So we have a Sorry, that's me. A oh, okay. Topics we're gonna cover tonight. <laughs> I mean, to me. Hey, our audio works. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have to check it every week just to make sure, but it, it still right. works. Okay. Sorry about that. There we go. No. Okay. Uh, so we have a wide range of topics we're gonna cover tonight, including some stuff about a potential Grand Theft Auto Remaster trilogy, uh, a Nintendo Indie World showcase, and then we're gonna talk about uh, our potential picks for Game of the Year, whether it's stuff that's already come out this year or stuff that hasn't come out that we're really excited for. But first I would like to ask everybody, what games have you been playing? So Richard, would you like to start? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm still working through Hitman cause I just picked up uh, Hitman three on the sale. And it's really cool. If you own the first two, I think I told you guys in the group chat, they've actually, the, the way they've set up the third one is you can actually play through that entire trilogy just through that one game. Uh, I thought that's really cool. Other than that, I've been playing through Red Dead. Yeah, I thought I said that wrong for a second. Because uh, they just dropped the... Um, well, they didn't just drop it. It's been out for, what, two or three weeks now? The the blood money. Mm-hmm. Um, they had... I, I can't really say that they're like the, the heists from Grand Theft Auto. Because the heists in Grand Theft Auto, you have to have a team. You can actually solo the ones in the Red Dead Online uh, Blood Money update. And it kind of tells a story. You kind of work for the mob in St. Denis, and there's three different ones that all three missions are dropped now. They kind of staggered them. But uh, you have to steal these three jewels, a giant emerald, a giant diamond, and a giant um, ruby. And um, if you do it on Ruthless, uh, you get a hat. So. Yeah, hat. So it's bra- <laughs> bragging rights, you know, bragging rights. Free so, hat. Uh, I have. I have. No, no, no. You get the access <laughs> to buy the hat. You don't oh, get the hat. Gosh. You get the access to buy the hat. <laughs> so um, I have all three hats. Uh, I purchased them all. They're expensive hats. Um, uh, but I don't. You know, they're not. They're also like the heist in Grand Theft Auto. There's no real reason to grind them. Because they're kind of not worth it, so but they're fun, you know. I think a lot of things with Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead is you're you're doing it because you enjoy it, not because there's some big massive payoff. But yeah, it's Rockstar. Do you at least get enough money in doing that to buy the hat? Like in the, in the whole thing? No, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you really don't. Um, the very last one that I did on Ruthless. Um, it's uh, where you have to steal the diamond. And I think I made... Um, and it's weird because this this doesn't make sense to me, but it's true. You can Google this. 
the longer it takes you to complete the mission, the bigger payout you get. You think hmm. it would be the other way around where the quicker you do it, you know, you'd have a better payout. No, not true at all. So a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll they'll complete the task and then before going to the drop-off, they'll just sit and hang out because it caps out at 30 minutes. You can't get any more money after that. So they'll sit there and they'll wait for the 30-minute mark and then turn it in. And I think the top cash out uh, for 30 minutes is like $168. And the last hat that you get is uh, 310 so <laughs> no. 168 bucks does not sound like a lot compared to Grand Theft Auto's here. You just got $60,000. Uh, it's it's like 1908 or I 1909. So. <laughs> I know, but just, in my head, it's just like this is not a lot of money. <laughs> I think I have I have about eleven grand in Red Dead Online, so I'm like, I'm loaded. Wow. Wow. I'm loaded, man. I'm yeah. stacked. Now, have you have you bought anything? Like, do they have shark cards or their equivalent of shark cards? Like, have you been purchasing with? No, money? no, not at all. Um, they have. I don't even know. They might have this for Grand Theft Auto. Uh, I've not played enough of that online to, to really pay attention. But they have. Um, they have dailies, kind of like other online games, where if you do them back to back to back, like if you do at least one a day. You get gold for when you do them, which gold is the premium currency. But if you do at least one a day, then you get a multiplier on how much gold you can get. So, I mean, if you enjoy playing it and you play it at least, you know, 10, 15 minutes every day just to do one daily, it's actually not that hard to to grind premium currency without buying it. So, no, I've gotten all the I've gotten all the expansion passes. I've done all the Every paywall they have with the gold, and I've never spent a dime. That's so. good. That's good. Uh, Chase, yeah. what games have you been playing? So I finished up uh, Balan Wonder World. Uh, so I get after you, after you beat the game, it uh, unlocks like twelve additional levels. So I went and you know played through all those. I didn't platinum it because it looks like it's just like a lot of grind work to do. I mean, I could do it, but I'm just. Rather spend my time on else some other games. Um, I started uh, Skyward Sword and I beat that today. Wow! Uh, yeah, took me a um, week. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I've been playing pretty much for the past you know past day or so. Um, oh, I thought but, you meant you started it today and no, beat no, no, it no, today. no. I, I was like, no. I was oh, like, no, no, no. wow, I was like, damn. Like, <laughs> no, I started it. I started it uh, over the weekend. So, gotcha. but uh, yeah, I finished that today. And my, actually, while I was on the uh, final boss, I heard a knock at my door, and my amiibo showed up. Nice, <laughs> nice. My uh, Lockwing amiibo showed up like as I was finishing the game, which was great, great timing. Um, and then great. I, I don't need you now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed the game. No, it was really, really good. Like this is my first time playing it, so. There's a lot of backstory that I didn't know, and it was really just cool, you know, catching up with all that, you know, all the start of the game and everything. That was really, really cool. Um, and then I just uh, loaded up uh, Hitman 3, so I just finished the first mission on that. So, we can finally yeah. talk Skyward Sword spoilers. Yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Nothing to talk about right now. I'm just saying in the future, we it's not like we have to mm -hmm. keep, it a, keep it on the DL anymore on that. That's cool. I'm glad you finally finished yeah. it. 
Did you, Thank did, you. did you 100% that one or did you just kind of burn through? Um so I heard that like to 100% it, you have to do like beat the game on hero mode. But I didn't do that. I got all the all the hearts, all the gratitude crystals, all the uh goddess cubes. I got all those done. But I didn't replay the game on hero mode. Well, I'm going to preface when I said I 100% in the game, I did not do it on hero <laughs> mode because I'm okay. not playing through that again. <laughs> I got, I was just meaning I got all the hearts, I got all the cubes, I got all the gratitude crackles and um <laughs> All that I def- I don't have enough time to sit there and play that game again. There's other stuff yeah. I would like to spend my time on. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. Steven, my friend, since you've been gone, what all have you been playing? I've been having a hard time coming back past the 2000s. Um, I recently started back up with Chrono Trigger. I know I talk about it a lot, but it's like one of the most iconic games I've ever played. Um. Considering all that uh, that team was able to do with uh, what they had back then. Uh, and I also learned that Chrono Trigger was one of those games that was higher priced back in the day. Um, but that was because they, um, they ordered cartridges with that extra memory in it. So they can mm-hmm. pack those 17 uh, endings in there and everything else that they packed in there. Um, and I also learned a few things about um, how they pretty much set the tone for a lot of different video games out there. Um, I I may be wrong, but I think they set it for Final Fantasy as far as the, the timing bars, as far as the attack. I may be wrong. Um, but that's just what I think of when I'm putting it into comparison. A lot of it, um, especially with uh, the artist who drew them. Uh, uh, Akira Toriyama, I believe that's who uh, drew. Uh, yeah, he also did Dragon Quest. Um, but yeah, uh, it just pretty much got started. I was working, and someone came in with the Chrono Trigger hat and the the shirt and the book bag, and I was like, "Oh yes, <laughs> uh, I've got to go back." And uh, it's it's just one of those games where I'm just I'm just hooked. I, I know how the storyline goes. I know where. Um, 11 of the 17 endings how to get to them and it's it's pretty much the same but still you know for it to be such a creative game from way back when compared to a lot of games now it just seems like um there's a lot of bandwagoning nowadays and um i wouldn't necessarily say selling out because that's the purpose of a game studio is to sell out their product you know by any means whatever um, but uh, it's just one of those games to where it it gave its carbon footprint, and it'd be lovely to get a remake, a remaster, um, a sequel, anything just to show love and appreciation to those who enjoyed that game back in the day. But that's that's pretty much what I've been doing. I've been dabbling in uh, Genshin Impact a little bit. Um, I'll do a few. Um, not sure if I should call them dungeons. Uh, help, help me out here, Michael. Um, it's um, it's what you. Uh, now I'll play, I know exactly what you're talking about. But yes, God, it's on the tip of my tongue, and I forget it. God, uh, don't but... you all play this game? Shouldn't you all know the answer to everything Genshin Impact? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do not play Genshin Impact. <laughs> I played it for like three nights in a row, and I don't know. It just it didn't. 
didn't click. Didn't grab me. He went back to play Immortals instead. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that time. That was that time period, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do want to pick up uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Um, I was over a friend, oh. and uh, I watched him play it. And I think I'm going to find me a copy and pick that up. So that's going to be a future game. Nice. Yeah. All right. Michael, what have you been playing? Well, I've also been playing Genshin Impact. Uh, I've been, I got Inazuma completely opened up. I just have to finish exploring it. And there is a lot packed into the region. Um, There's even some uh, like cave areas that are underneath the ocean. I haven't accessed yet that I found out. So I got a, and then there's like a whole like a uh, center area that's completely blocked off by like an invisible wall. <clears throat> so I gotta figure out how to shut that down. It it's an incredible amount of content. Um, they just uh, released a new banner for a character, so um, they got a uh, basically the five star version of Amber, which who's uh, her name is I think it's Yomiya. And basically, instead of just fire arrows, her arrows freaking explode into fireworks. Nice. And I wish she wasn't so good because I want her. <laughs> um, and like, it just makes playing as Amber, like, like before, like, she actually had a use. And if you really wanted to, you could build her up. But, like, if you have Yomiya, it's like, why would you ever play amber it's it, it's a complete night and day difference i know it's a four star versus a five star and they're both arrow characters they're both fire type characters but yeah just night and day difference um it's not even really just down to a play style difference i mean there is that too but like there's no way you would ever play amber if you had her uh, but I got the new uh, chibi character, Sayu, who is a wind ninja who has a giant sword. So for a ninja, that's pretty humorous. And she rolls up into a ball and you can just hold that down and kind of like smash into people repeatedly. She's great for crowds. <laughs> and Bye. she's a great uh, backup character for like healing and buffing and stuff like that. Um, if you don't have Diona and you roll her, definitely keep her nice um other than that uh, i've been playing a little bit of pokemon unite uh if you haven't been doing that there's a couple of things that uh i mean you have your daily kind of uh stuff so after like 14 days um you unlock the third pokemon unite uh character which is uh greninja oh wow so if you yeah so if you've been playing that consistently and logging in every day even just logging in you get access to them don't even really have to play how many times do i have to log in before i get gengar for free for free you have to be playing um but he is ten thousand points unless you want to spend actual money and i think you get like six thousand almost right off the bat Okay. So really, you're just earning four thousand, and if you don't spend any money, you can get that pretty quick. Uh, level thirteen. Um, and a lot of these, there's a lot of events that are going on that do end around like a month or so. So I do recommend still at least picking it up because right now, um, after you reach level thirteen, 
because of an event, not because you're leveling up, but once you reach level 13, you get access to uh, Crustle, who's a really great defensive Pokemon. I actually saw uh, one of our friends, uh, Chelsea, she was showing us uh, Pokemon Unite the other day. And it looks like, I mean, I've always been like on the fence and I just need to make myself go download it. But I got really interested in it watching her play and like have this the idea of having like a, a full team of people that you know and strategizing and how to play that. Like I'm very interested in doing that. Oh yeah, good. I could definitely see like people you actually know demolishing anything because playing with no strategy playing with the quick commands people who don't even just really even pay attention to that and just say like f you <laughs> um <laughs> it's it, it, it it's a it's a coin toss on whether you win or not like there's a lot of times where like i'm dying all the time and i'm like we're getting smashed we're getting smashed hard and then it'll be like 80 to 20 yeah like point difference and it's just like how how did we win <laughs> but yeah. like people who can actually communicate yeah would demolish every time yeah i feel like there's like just about probably every person that's playing that game is not playing with any sense of strategy other than oh i'm just gonna run through this i mean but. it really is it's sad but it really is um lastly i'm playing fortnite uh they've unlocked the uh you can get uh the superman skin oh, if wow. you uh do all those events right now for superman and they still got some um, Ariana Grande events going on with like DJ Pop or whatever her name is. So you can still cash in on some extra experience and some uh, different uh, cosmetics through those missions as well. Pretty nice stuff. I did hear that there was like a uh, a either a Fortnite RPG like that's coming to Fortnite, or it's like going to be a spinoff of Fortnite. It, I heard it's like maybe I mean it's like a league, but. I could see that. Yeah. They, they should call it Save the World. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> make it a make it a tower defense game or whatever that originally was. <laughs> PVE. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, tower defense games are my jam. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask uh, Chase and Richard or anyone. I don't think anyone else is playing Valhalla. Have y'all been playing the new expansions that have come out for Valhalla? Because didn't the Siege of Paris just come out this past week? Have y'all been I think it comes out either. Yeah, it comes out in the next few days, or it comes out, or it just recently just came out. But I have not started that yet. I haven't. I haven't even. I stopped playing Valhalla to play something else, and it's been so long that whenever I start it back, I'm just going to start a new game. Hmm. Um. Well, I don't have anything really to talk about as far as games play because the past week, I, as you may have seen on the channel, there have been what is it, 11 or 12 Smash Brothers related videos that have popped up because we, uh, or I took all my gear with me to the Portland Pizza and Pub and live stream one of uh, Jason's Smash Brothers uh, weekly tournaments up there. So did a three-hour live stream. It was fun. Uh, so probably we'll be doing that again next week. And then I just went back and re-uploaded all the clips separately so people could find the matches they were looking for. Very fun, but also pretty much took away my ability to play gaming, play games the rest of the week because I've been sp- spending so much time with that. But uh, except for like just a couple of matches in Call of Duty, but that's not a lot to really go off of because no- nothing new. <laughs> um, so, 
All right, well, let's let's jump into some headlines here uh, for this week. First one, Michael, No Man's Skies, fifth anniversary just wrapped up, and they have teased their new update. Have you heard anything about what's going on in the Frontier update? I don't know. Um, honestly, I thought they were done. I thought the last one, you know, just a cosmetic update, really, I thought that was going to be it. So, I mean, like a plus. It'll never be done. <laughs> all the way freaking around like i'll be like 85 and they'll be like yeah they're doing like the 300 updates still for free i'm like guys make us pay for something <laughs> like i'll pay like three times for this game i'll pay for it to have it on alexa i do feel that i do feel that way like i i feel like something because like, like i don't really want yourself the, at this i point. don't want like, the updates to stop you know, and I know he's got to eat and pay rent, so right. Uh, I don't know. And they're always—it's always on sale. Like, guys, if you are watching and haven't given it a shot, just wait or check out like Green Man Gaming and put like a little like favor on there, and it'll let you know. It'll let you know when it's half off, and it goes half off all the freaking time. And it's on. I Game will Pass. say. I was going to say, uh, I know you guys have probably read the article about Frontier and everything, and I've seen this this image on numerous articles. It's the one where it has all the different expansions, but they kind of look like album covers. Yep. Yeah. Man, I, I love that image. That is awesome. It's got what? Is it 12 or 16 updates? It was a lot. Yes, I think 16, I believe. I'm pretty sure. I, if think, I, I think 16. Like, I didn't realize it. I thought maybe it had like maybe six like massive updates and not 16. <laughs> yeah, they've been going hard. So, uh, I, it's it's such a great story to hear about because like when No Man's Sky first came out, obviously like it was not what it is now and they were able to turn it back around and there's a lot of games that I'm sure people wish had gotten similar treatments. Like I think Michael, I think you've mentioned it in the past, but Anthem, like you wish it had gotten that, that second breath of air through it. Um, Some people actually, I don't know if some people, but I'm sure there's somebody out there that's probably thought about mass effect Andromeda wishing that it got a, a better chance or it was, And, and it kind of like kind of punches the rest of the industry in the face. Like I know they are a smaller company, but it's like all these other games that, yeah, they hit and missed, but they could have come back. Mm-hmm. They had enough clout. They had enough, you know, just in the reserves to be like, okay, yeah, we missed the mark on this. Let's scale back, figure out what we need to do, bring it to the customer. You know? Yep. I feel like so we can start on, you know, major issues and then just build up from there. I feel like, uh, I honestly, think they, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was say they've done that. And then some, yeah, they really have, you know, and so to give up on games like Anthem or like the first destiny or even destiny two, where they're having to like archive old content and stuff. And it's just where they've kind of, uh, I mean, de- I wish I like I like Destiny a whole lot, but I hate what it did to their own fan base. But it's just like you didn't have to go this route; you could have done more. Mm-hmm. I honestly feel like uh, Anthem may have gotten a second chance had they not been like riding this low because they had the whole Battlefront Two microtransaction BS, and they had the Andromeda stuff, and then they had Anthem. Like it was like they were just hit; they were missing so much. Like 
back to back. I feel like if it was just Anthem, they probably could have turned it around. But it was like everyone just I mean, I already had lost faith in EA other than Battlefield anyway, but it was just like you just everything just kept falling off. And it's like I feel like right. if they had just had that one miss, they would have been able to turn it back around. But And I'm sure most of it is just trying to it's not help it's not helping their fan base. They're trying to placate to their shareholders. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, sure, you know, I understand that from a business standpoint, but if you would focus on the people who are buying your product, not just the ones that are investing, you know, you're going to create a stronger fan base that are going to always buy your product. Whereas, you know, now I'm probably never going to pre-order any shit. (laughs) Well, I mean, but the flip side of that, though, is that right after Anthem, they had... um... God, I really had the name of it, and I just forgot the name of it. Uh, Apex. Apex Legends. So, I mean, like, they kind of were able to start bringing stuff back for having a really successful Battle Royale game that apparently is getting a campaign sometime soon. So, um, Hmm. I was just, I think that's, I think that's a confirmed thing, not just a rumor like the Fortnite thing, but supposedly it's getting a campaign. And so, I mean, they're, and with Mass Effect Legendary Edition, they're starting to make progress and coming back, I think, but. Yeah, you got to rebuild that stuff. So, uh, here's the it. The frontiers will be the 17th. So there's been 16 expansions to No Man's Sky. Wow. But I can criticize No Man's Sky. I can be devil's advocate. Uh, the one before last, expeditions. We we had an expedition. It was really awesome. I think the window to complete it, which was not awesome because I I didn't realize that I missed the first expedition. Uh, you had like two months uh, to complete it. And you got special things to go along with that. And then right after that expedition ended, like maybe just a few days later, they released Expedition 2. And you only had a month to complete that one, which that's that's the one I did. And now, absolutely nothing. So, I, I don't know if I just, I expected them maybe like to rehash the first one or maybe another one come out by now. I had a lot of hope with the expeditions expansion that they would, this would be something that they would keep going and do it fairly regularly. And, you know, with, with the video that came out for the five year anniversary, you know, dropping the hints towards the next expansion frontier, there was absolutely nothing towards expedition three. I don't know if there's going to be an expedition three. There's a lot of, you know, banter back and forth in forums and stuff like that. Uh, saying that it's not released for technical difficulties or this, that, and the other. I don't know if there's going to be a third expedition or not, but by creating that expansion called Expeditions, I don't think I'm alone in thinking that we were going to get more out of it than just the two, especially if they're not going to rehash them or or just, you know, it's kind of like, a okay, I guess that was it. Wasn't one of them um, a, it was a Mass Effect crossover, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it sure was. So I wonder if they... Is, was that the first one? No, it was the second one. Okay. So say, well, if it was the first one, I'm sure they would have to rework it to where they, they probably couldn't use that ship anymore at the end of it. They'd have to figure something else out. So. Yeah, no, that was that was the second. And then, you know, I don't know. And then they just stopped. No no more expeditions. So. Hey, they could do a tie-in with Halo if they do the third expedition round. No, no, no. <laughs> He's like, I won't play it. <laughs> no. I, I don't want any Halo paraphernalia on my game. <laughs> Man. All right. Um, speaking of paraphernalia, uh, GTA Remaster Trilogy rumored to be coming out uh, this year. Uh, 
potentially, I don't know if there's actually like a list of which games it is. It is Oh, the PS2 era GTA titles. Uh, so uh, if for anyone who was playing Grand Theft Auto back in the day, was it, is it two, three in San Andreas? No, I'm probably wrong with that. Don't look at me funny. I no, it it would be three Vice City and San Andreas. San Andreas okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I got I got more than half of them right. So I mean, well, that's good. Uh, so this article. I forgot. How old were you when Grand Theft Auto Three came out? Uh, what year did you? You were a child, out? man. Oh my God! Look, I was, was in high school. Yeah, I was in high school when it came out, and you don't know how like fucking groundbreaking and pivotal that game was All when right. it came out. Are you ready? You're going to break yeah. your mind. Uh, GTA Three came out on October twenty second of two thousand one, so I would have been six. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I had just graduated high school, and yeah, you have no idea. Like people would come over, and we would just sit, and you could just. We were amazed at how you could do anything. I mean, that's kind of mm-hmm. common now, but at the time, there was nothing like that. You couldn't just run mm-hmm. around a city killing people, running from the cops and like mowing them down in an ambulance. I mean, it was <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a what a fascinating time to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> well, the rumor is that it's it's all these games are being remastered. They're going to be one bundle. It's coming out this year, and it's coming to all platforms, including the Switch. So. Handheld GTA remasters for the Switch. Let's go. Um, weren't we talk? Uh, wasn't it saying something in an article about mobile devices too? Uh, I can. Look I believe so. I will look. Uh, yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious what they're gonna do as far as remastering it goes because you know I can play all three of those on my PS5 right now. I would just imagine not making the graphics look like shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, because it's, you know, depending, it that's those don't hold up very well. They're very blocky yep. um, mm-hmm. polygons and, and stuff like that. So, you know, I don't know. It's going to have to be, because like I said, you can get them now on like, you know, I have PlayStation, so I'll just refer to this. But I think they're like maybe 15 bucks a pop. But, I mean, if they're not... Uh, head and shoulders above what i can get now i don't i don't know why you would buy them mm-hmm. right i guess if you just didn't already own them uh steven this article i'm not seeing anything about it but i know that all of those games are already on phones so i mean they wouldn't be that hard yes. to probably get them over there so mm-hmm. but i remember the first time i uh who was it so someone i work with they had just gotten like a new phone or something it was like look i can play gta f- Vice City on this thing. I was like, what the hell? Like, I didn't know they put those, know they put those games on the phone. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god. So anyway, that's something to uh, look for to pad out the holidays as we wait another 6 to 10 years for GTA 6, if it's even actually in development. Um, so, we have a long time to wait on that. So next, uh, we're going to talk about the Nintendo Indie World Showcase. That was that that was yesterday, right? Or was that this morning? I can't remember. My days are all mixed up. This um, is yesterday. Yesterday morning. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we're just going to go through the list here. And I'll be honest, indie games are not my thing. So everyone's just going to have to explain how excited you are for all this stuff because it's not me. Uh, it was Chase, the best. Chase was really excited uh, for Bomb <laughs> Rush Cyberfunk. Yes. You want to tell everyone a little bit about Bomb Rush? So it is a spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio, Jet Set Radio Future. Um, so it's like a, 
it it looks like I mean it looks exactly like a clone of it. It's not like and I think the um the original um composer for Jet Set Radio is doing some songs on the soundtrack, which is awesome. Um but yeah, I'm I've been wanting a Jet Set Radio like either a new game or like just like a remaster for so long. And I I mean I know Sega's talking about, you know, going back in the archives and seeing what they're going to do, you know, re, uh, you know, remaster or re-release or whatever. But I mean, this is, this looks great. This looks like something, you know, I was, I was really, really hyped for. So. All right. I got a estimated release for 2022 timed console exclusive for the switch. So mm-hmm. yeah, buddy. Um, all right. We got Axiom Verge two. Anyone really excited for that one? Yes. That looks, yeah. It looks good. I mean, as a fan of the first one, yeah, because this is supposed to be like a prequel, and that's a really interesting kind of world to dive into. So it doesn't look like they're, I mean, it kind of looks like more of the same, but the same's good. So I put, I just put yes on my notes. So (laughs) on Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, I just put no. (laughs) Some of my notes are very simple. You at least you made notes for it. I just compiled all the stuff together. Um, had to, there was so much good stuff. I need to. I'll. I will go back and deep dive watch it. I need to start getting into indie games. It's just so hard for me to spend time. Yes, you do. I mean, look, Axiom Verge is Metroid. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, well, that's what it is. It's, a, <laughs> oh, good thing there's a Metroid coming out in two months, right? I'll spend mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> spend sixty dollars on that one instead of probably like twenty on this other one. Um. You guys are really at least excited about the soundtrack for Eastward. Is an action adventure RPG with puzzle solving and dungeon elements. Steven, I cannot, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I mean, yeah, that looks awesome. I mean, it it shot me back fourteen years. Not to tell on my age or anything, but like, <laughs> it really had me excited. And I've I don't think I've been that excited for a game in a, in a long time. And I, with me working on music uh, for the past decade and everything, um, audio makes a difference in a video game. It, it truly does. Mm-hmm. And for the trailer to have such awesome and, and cunning music, and it took a couple of shifts in the music as well. Um, I've always been a fan of the dungeon crawler, mystery dungeon effects. Um, and the the art style that they chose uh, for that game. I've always been a fan of that because it's been, it's produced some of the scariest indie horror games I've ever seen out there um, with that. So I'm just, even if it's not like a horror game, uh, just the fact that it used those graphics, that's what it decided to use. um, I really can't wait. Even if I don't get it day one, I'm going to be excited to watch somebody play it. I've got to see it somehow on day one. (laughs) Who knows, Steven? I may end up buying it. There you go. That's the spirit. <laughs> may or may not stream it. We'll see. Uh, that's coming out September 16th. It is a timed console exclusive. And this next one, um, is it called Toem? Or Tome? Mm-hmm. I, like, I, so like I, thought, I thought Tome, but I could be wrong. It's a laid-back, hand-drawn adventure game in which you set off a delightful expedition and use your photographic eye to uncover the mysteries of the... E- Eponymous Tome. Um, yeah, looks, I'm going like to be honest. Yeah, I like... You know, when it comes to taking pictures in games, I think it's stupid. 
Um, there's absolutely nothing. I think I said it in another podcast, unless I'm taking pictures of ghosts, I really don't want to do it. <laughs> For some reason, though, uh, something really piqued my interest about that world and that character's story. So this this might be the first lame-ass photography game that I'm actually interested in. So <laughs> whoever made the trailer, man, bravo, man, did a good job. <laughs> Have you ever heard of... Uh, um... Was it called Pokemon Snap? No, I mean that too, but no. It's, I think it's called uh, What Remains of the Obra Den. I think I remember the name of that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Return of the Obra Den. It's like a mm-hmm. puzzle actiony kind of game. I think you take pictures in that too, but it's got a really crazy art style in it. But it's yeah. it's supposed to be like a mystery game, or is it a horror game? It's like somewhere in the Hold mix of, of all that. But it's like what did y'all say the the Obra Den. Yeah, I think it's I called think Re- Return of the Obra Den. It's like the kind of like the. I don't know if you call it a game cover or that. What do you, it's kind of like a pixelated like yeah. pirate ship or something yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that. Is something it, like okay. That. I've seen it. I've never checked that out. I didn't know that's what that was about. I'm pretty sure I've got that right. I'll have to check that out. And let's see. We'll jump into Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. Yeah, that's going to be a good one, too. Well, Chase, are, you, are you bobbing your head or are you shaking your head at it? Shaking I'm shaking, too. I mean, I think that the concept's cool, but it's just it's not my thing. Yes, I'm not into stackable puzzle games. Yeah, fair enough. Um, this one was previously at E3 was only announced for Steam, but of course everyone thought it was coming, and that's Metal Slug Tactics. Uh, everyone kind of figured that game was going to be coming to the Switch. So we've we've talked about that one. Anything else to add about this game? Guns, tanks, tactics, and boobs. <laughs> not at all, man. <laughs> um. This next one, I, I've actually played this game on every other platform it's ever released on, and I will probably end up getting it again, and that's Tetris Effect Connected. It's such a beautiful Tetris game. Even if you don't like Tetris, I'd recommend getting it in this far as Steven goes about music. It has beautiful music, and the way that this game works is like the the better you do, the better the faster the music gets, and it really just will stress you the hell out because it's, it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. You should definitely check it out if you have not played that. Uh, before, so I do know one of these games, and it's something I've already played, and will end up probably buying it again. Um, what about Far Changing Tides, Richard? What you got good. notes about that one? I said that it was interesting, but it looks like it's a sequel, possibly, mm-hmm. because it it said from the makers of Far, and then it, it had another subtitle to it. I can't remember. Um, I, I'm gonna check out the first one because you know I don't I don't like jumping into something like that, so. Um. Yeah, that's my notes. It said interesting, but it's a sequel, so I have to play the first one first. The first one is called yeah. Far Lone Souls. Oh, sorry. That's Lone, it. Lone Sales, sorry. Lone Sales. Let me yeah. jot that down. Chase, anything to add? No, it's the, I love the, uh, the art style. Kind of reminded me of like uh, when, I, when they, they were underwater. It reminded me of the uh, playing Inside. I don't know if you ever played that or not, but yeah, that's what it looked like. But like, yeah, the, the dark star looks awesome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, for sure. Um, this next one, um, I would probably definitely get because some for some reason I feel like I'm really getting into deck building games, and that is Loop Hero. Uh, instead of playing as the hero in this innovative card based RPG, you must craft the world that the hero travels through using an expanding deck of mystical cards. Placing enemies, buildings, and terrain along using unique expedition loop that the hero explores. That sounds like my type of game, and they definitely ripped off the Guitar Hero font 
for the. I should have. Uh, <laughs> I should have read whatever you read then, because in my notes I've got my interest is peak. I don't understand. Are you building the map or is it unfolding like a fog of war? So that answered that question. Okay. The other paragraph says powerful loot can be recovered and equipped for each class of hero, and the more loops you complete the more your options expand with new cars, hero classes, and guardian bosses being unlocked along the way. So it's kind of like, it's a roguelike deck builder, pretty much. So, And it, it will be pretty much versatile, right? It isn't going to be like, um, you, you beat the game, and then you go to beat the game again, and it seems like it's unfolding the same exact way. Is it? Is it something that you can, it's, it can be like interchangeable? I think it's probably going to be interchangeable. Yeah, I, th- I think the it unfolds deliberately how you play the cards. Yeah. So. All right, and uh, we got boyfriend dungeon. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. Oh, have you? You want to date a cat? This heartfelt dungeon crawling <laughs> dating sim use the in-game cash you earn from fighting monsters to woo your weapons on romantic outings. Multiple combat styles just mean more cuties to forge relationships with. And it came out today. <laughs> so. You know, uh, if you know, you're supposed to date the these weapons because they're people. Uh, some of them make sense, but you know, I'm not. You know, one of the weapons that you are supposed to date is, and I, it's not like a cat girl or anything like that. It is a fucking cat. <laughs> so, and that's my note. Is did anyone notice the cat and the underage boy? Um, this is problematic. Well, I kind of, uh, I don't know who the developers were, but I kind of think about it as, uh, there was this, there's this anime, it's kind of popular and I can't think of the name of it, but like Grim Reaper, Soul uh, Soul Eater, yeah. So the adventures like of Billy and Mandy. Relationship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Of. <laughs> but like, yeah, they basically form like these bonds in school where some of the students are like basically their living weapons, and the other ones are like the wielders. Yeah. And basically, you have to form a sort of bond, and it's not romantic. And well, sometimes the, oh, they but can they form s- multiple bonds. But the, they say date. But right. They say date. On that, that is problematic. <laughs> on, on that anime, the um, the Grim Reaper's main site, Spirit, as they call him, he dated Makas, which is the main protagonist's mama, and that's how they made Maka. So there was Meisters in their weapons dating in that world, creating children that were half weapons, half human. So that's it's a thing. So it's. it's- <laughs> Is yes. one of this the is swords... so uncomfortable. <laughs> the real... My question is, is one of the swords, is it going to be some crystalline lady who talks too much that lives inside the hilt of your sword and always jumps oh, out to tell you that your batteries are dead? No, but did you not watch the trailer? The one's like, don't tickle my hilt. Hilt, yes. Uh, <laughs> Valerie the dagger. I'm so glad I didn't watch the trailer. I probably oh, want to t- turn uh, off. So you missed it. You missed the cat and the underage kid. No. And then there's um there's a, a I guess a trap I think that's the proper term. You'll like basically a hot chick with a guy's lady. name and a guy's voice, Rowan. Um, it's it's interesting. It looks interesting. I'll never play it at all, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know it's, it's gonna find 
it's going to find its fan base. No, it yeah, it, yeah, it has. It's a guy in the orange shirt. <laughs> um, what about Necro Barista, the final pour? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> In a story about coffee and death, this anime-style visual novel follows a dynamic cast of characters as they navigate a fantasy Melbourne's coffee culture, the questionable ethics of necromancy, and the process of letting go. This expanded director's cut of the original game features new story content and remastered visuals. Came Brought out today. To you by Death Wish Coffee. Yep. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Um, what is this next one? Uh, Islanders? Islanders. Yeah. And the answer is yes. Yes. This relaxing, procedurally generated strategy game sees you developing an island by placing buildings from your inventory. Score enough points and you'll get more buildings to which you can keep growing your island settlement. Then when you can't build any further, just start from scratch and do it all over again on a different island. Yep. It reminded me of, you know, back, way back, see, let me see, if you were six when this was probably before you were born, when SimCity first came out. Uh, I was absolutely in love with it because, you know, we were just now getting computers in schools. You right. could sit there and just play SimCity and nobody would say anything to you. And I loved SimCity because of its simplicity. And then as that series grew, I, when they when they started to overcomplicate it, to me it lost a lot of its charm. So when I saw Islanders, it, it almost, it's like I was seeing a more simplistic, almost like SimCity again. So I was immediately into it. I was uh, six years too shy on the original SimCity. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, and it was you just dropped these little colored blocks, and the city would grow, and you had to pay attention to what you're doing because of crime and stuff. And I mean, it was nice, but then later on, you had to worry about like sewer and running power lines, and it was just it, it made it too much to keep up with, too yeah, much to consider. Like Godzilla. That, that was well. It, if you're playing on Nintendo, is Bowser came up and stomp <laughs> around your town, so. Interesting. And they also had Sim Ant and Sim Farm. Me I love too. Sim Ant. Me too. I really did. You had to take over a house. Like, did you play somebody's <laughs> ant? <laughs> no, 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 no. You you played as a colony of ants. Oh. And Sim weird Yeah, you're like this bitch of an ant. You move with your in-laws. You had to take over their house. No, you played kid. Wait, now, I, I don't remember, Michael. Could you choose to be the red or the black ants, or were you one or the other? I remember you were at war with the other ones. So. You're just trying to be the head bitch in charge. You know, it's been so long since I played it. I don't. Remember. I can't remember. I just know those spiders, man. If spider shows up, you might as well just new game. <laughs> damn. damn things. <laughs> um. All right. So next we have Garden Story. It's a 3D, action, yes. 3D adventure game taking on the role of a young wildlife photographer, oh, Richard's out, uh, who traverses Merivale <laughs> Island's magical ecosystems to discover extraordinary creatures, learn their behaviors, and most importantly, photograph their majesty. So. Um, I'll let Chase talk about this one. I'll just say that it looks very similar to other games that I've played and that I've really enjoyed, but... I didn't see anything in the trailer that looks new from anything else I've played, so I, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence. I can see that, yeah. But yeah, like yeah, I totally love that that kind of art style. Just that type of Zelda esque, like like Link to the Past style art style, and yeah. so yeah, it looks like something I'll be into. So I'm gonna check it out. 
sweet. Uh, next is Slime Rancher Plortable Edition. Anyone a Slime Rancher fan? Slime Rancher is good, but like unless they're unless they're bringing new con- to the content to the table, it, it's it's pretty much for the the first time gamers. It's explore to see more uh, type deal. But not even halfway through the game, you pretty much know what it's going to be about. It's yes. um, and it's like at that point, you know, you can still choose to finish it for the sake of completing the game. But like it, it really loses its glow about halfway through the game. And unless they're adding something new, a new chapter, or maybe a new area or something, um, I I wouldn't want to get it. I don't think they are. I think this is just a port, which I platinumed it on PlayStation. Um, I I really liked it, but kind of like what Steven was saying, you, the, the story outlives the gameplay. You kind of get done with the gameplay before the story's over. Um, and the story's basically, um, similar to like a breakup story or maybe like a unrequited love or something like that. I I don't really, a man moves to a planet to to do a new occupation, um, regretting his decisions on a relationship that he had off planet. Yeah, and that's, that's that's all it is. Is you're you're searching for his diary while catching slimes. That's pretty much yeah. it. And you're kind of having like a similar situation. Uh, the girl you play uh, moved away from another girl that she. I I don't know if they were actually in a relationship, but. Well, I don't want to spoil it if nobody's played it, but yeah. it's it's definitely got like a. I mean, the story's good; it's good, but yeah, the gameplay gets boring before the story's over, though. So, I don't want to say boring. I want to say what's what's a good word, Stephen? Too repetitive. Yeah. Well, no, that's boring too. It's. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's like you don't you accomplish everything that you can gameplay wise long before the story ends mm-hmm. there we go there well, we are there any slimes in there that take on like a, a feminine form or can you hold like two slimes at the same time the thing you can, is you, you can even... breed you can yeah, breed you can two breed slimes them. there yeah. we go that's what i'm looking i'm looking to breed a slime yes <laughs> you can do that yes <laughs> good to know all right, uh, we got the. We're trying to burn through the rest of these. We are wow. We've almost hit an hour. We haven't even got to our big topic yet. Um, let's see. It's okay though. We went like we're, how long was the show last week? Like thirty minutes. Thirty so, minutes. I feel like yeah, we can go uh, a little bit. We can go a little bit over this week if that's okay with everybody. Yeah. Um, two people yeah. that are watching. It's great. Yeah. They'll they'll come around later. Uh, the Astroneer. Anyone big on that one? Oh, Looks wait. like a kid's version of No Man's Sky. I was looking for the right words for that. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah, it's been out on PlayStation or PC or whatever yes. for, for a while. It has. All right. Uh, we got Curious Expedition 2. The Journey to the Center I mean, of the Earth version of D&D. It, it, looks, it looks interesting. Like I, it's, You have a dice mechanic that's, that's kind of cool, but uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I might get it. Depends. What about 100 Days of Winemaking Simulator? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I thought it was stupid, but by the end of the trailer, they sold me on it. I'm in. <laughs> I'm going to try and make some wine. I'm serious. 
Wait, unless there's like a foot fetish mechanic to it, I don't want any part of it. Side, not that they, I couldn't tell that from the trailer, but you never know. Do you get to relive that moment in that uh, that news thing where the ladies were stepping on the grapes, and then the one lady trips and falls out of the bucket, and it's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh my god, I remember that. She, I was like, she broke her arm or something. Yeah. My god. Oh um, god. Um, gang beasts. Silly multiplayer party game with surely, surly gelatinous characters, brutal slapstick fight sequences, and absurd hazardous environments. That's yeah, that's been that's been out yeah, for a while. Yeah, I mean it's Dude, it's a good party game for sure. Yeah. But, um, Kids uh, really love it. It should do well on the Switch. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we got Lumber Jack. <laughs> Grab your axe and save the environment by chopping and recycling every man-made thing in your path and solving puzzles with your charming animal friends. Yeah. You know, the other side of that game is there's this, uh, there's this crazed bear going around with a chainsaw, killing people and destroying private property. So (laughs) there's two sides to every story. Yep. And, uh, that, is all of the games from the Indie World Showcase. So that means that there's pr- at least, what do you say, what, five, six plus games on there that you're really interested in yeah. picking up? Maybe yeah, more, at least more? at least half, probably. And anything that had cats involved, Michael's going to get. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, now, <laughs> this wasn't in that show, but when I was watching all the previews, I did see something that I didn't know about. Um, there's another Turtles game coming out. That's in the, the, you know, the last Turtles game we had was Turtles 4, Turtles in Time, of the mm-hmm. arcade style. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. There's another Turtles arcade game coming out called Shredder's oh. Revenge. And if you've not seen the trailer, check it out. It, it looks fucking awesome. I mean, it's Turtles arcade. Can't beat that. That's all you got to say, man. <laughs> Uh, just real quick, uh, before we get into our big discussion, Xbox has confirmed that they're going to be holding a Gamescom showcase on August 24th. Uh, going to be talking about a lot of or deep dives into games you already know about, which means hopefully we're finally going to get a release date for Halo Infinite. They may talk about Scorn and Bright Memory Infinite, which weren't at E3, but are supposedly still coming out this year, and amongst other stuff. So if you're an Xbox fan, there's something to look forward to at the end of the month. And finally, for our discussion topic, um, it's about the games of 2021 that we would potentially pick for Game of the Year, or if there's something else that hasn't come out yet um, that you is coming out this year that you think may be your Game of the Year. I just wanted to kind of see what everyone is thinking about what games that they would pick. So would anyone care to go first, or do you want me to go first? It doesn't really matter. Just how's everybody feeling? Go on, go first. Ugh, okay. Um, <laughs> so, honestly, I'm, I'm, I put the list of games. I'm not going to read all of them off. Um, there's a couple of really standout ones in here, and I guarantee you that none of them are probably going to be what you would expect uh, for me to say as far as my favorite games. Uh, honestly, though, I, I included Cyberpunk in this because technically it came out after the game awards last year, which is when they do the game of the year thing. That's probably my favorite, but if it's not cyberpunk, if that one doesn't count, I'm going to go with probably a game that hasn't come out yet. And that's going to be guardians of the galaxy 
because I cannot think of it. There's not there's everything on this list looks amazing, but I, honestly, I'm really really excited for Guardians of the Galaxy, which comes out at the end of October. So, other than that, uh, Stephen, what's your game of the year, man? That you can call me out. Yeah, I meant to. <laughs> I was meaning to ask you about that before we uh, went live. Uh, yeah, thanks. As, as far as uh, as far as Cyberpunk, um, I had stated before that you know, um, as long as the potential is met with the the skills needed to execute it. I think all will be well with that game. And, uh, I mean, they, they've kind of held up their end of the bargain. Um, not to say that it's a game of its own, because uh, you can see different elements. <clears throat> it's a kind of dystopian, futuristic world. Um, played close to, I don't know, um, Sleeping Dogs or um, Watch Dogs. It kind of has that feel to it, uh, to me. Uh, but... <clears throat> All in all, like that has been by far the best game that I've seen that I've purchased. I won't, I can't really give any of the other ones a uh, nomination because I've never played them, you know. Um, so with me having that as being my only choice, um, based off of what I've seen, I would go with uh, Cyberpunk. See, I mean, that's kind of my thing. Like, I mean, I've there's a lot of games on here that I wish I would have gotten to try and I may still get around to before the end of the year. So, but as of right now, it's definitely probably cyberpunk. Like I, it's really funny. Cause like my runner up on here, if it's not guardians or cyberpunk is going to be Mario party. <laughs> Cause it's just like, I, it's the game I know I'm going to play. I will play that game until I get sick of it because I love Mario party so much. Uh, but, uh, Richard, where are you at? Um, you know, uh, it's probably shocking. I can't, um, I can't speak on what hasn't come out yet. I don't think that would be fair. So I don't want to, I don't want to do any kind of conjecture that way. But yeah, I was looking over the show notes and I was looking at all the all the games that you had listed. And yeah, I've played a number of them, uh, finished a number of them. But really thinking about it, um, if I had to place a game of the year and it won't get game of the year let me just go ahead and preface it um it would be maquette and the reason i say that is that i when i play a game uh to me it's it's all about immersion so you know when when i play red dead i mean i'm there I'm 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 into it. Same way with Assassin's Creed, you know, I'm there. You know, I just I kind of let it just flow over me. That's why I really don't like playing online because I feel like other people kind of ruin that type of immersion. But I was really immersed in the game Maquette, and it's it's just a puzzle game. Uh, it takes place in a recursive world where well, you you guys know the game, but the story that takes place is. Uh, guy and a girl in the beginning they meet you know it's all cutesy and everything and i think what adds to the story is the fact that it's voiced by seth gable and bryce dallas howard and everybody knows her you know she's in she was in the help she's in the jurassic world movies uh opie's opie's daughter um and seth gable he's been on fringe nip tuck uh he was on that show salem you know both of them are accomplished actors and they're also married in real life so 
they did the voice of the guy and the girl whose story you kind of go through as you're playing this game. And I don't want to, I'm going to ruin it. I don't want to, but I'm going to have to. Uh, the story is not a happy one. The story is a breakup story. And I remember when I finished that game, I felt like I had been through a breakup. It literally took like three or four days for me to work through that just because I was so immersed in that story. And it was so believable in the arguments they had and everything. When they finally broke up, it was just like, it was a gut punch. So, you know, there, there's a lot of great games on that list, but none of them stuck with me like that after it was over, except for Maquette. So based on that fact alone, I chose Maquette. There was something I realized just thinking about when you were talking about that, that it's not on this list is it takes two. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard much about it, but it's a game. It's a, the game has to be played co-op. If some person buys it, you can actually gift a copy of it to somebody else. Cause it requires kind of like a way out makes you do that. But the whole story is about this struggling couple and it's a puzzle platformer type game and you're trying to get through it and you're working through like relationship issues and they're using them as like playful puzzles and stuff like that. So there's actually, there's multiple games that are like that. Like I can't speak to uh, the story. I don't know how it ends. I've, Hopefully it doesn't end in a breakup because I was thinking about using it as a couple's game and I don't really think that you should use it as a couple's game if it's going to end in a breakup. So unless it's just a really demented way of how to break up with somebody. So, um, you know, I think another part of my cat is when it comes to relationships, this is so weird to talk about, you know, when you look at someone else's relationships and like the mistakes that people make and where they went wrong, it's really easy from an outside perspective. So when you're playing this and you're hearing that argument, it's almost like your mind, you're kind of like, oh, no, you shouldn't say that. No, you're taking this the wrong way. But then, you know, when it's you and you're in that moment, you don't have that that type of insight. So it was just a really good story with really good voice acting. I got that game for free on PlayStation Plus, I think. So I'm going to download that. Give that a try. It takes like a a day game. You can be there all day. It's not very long. the, The puzzles aren't... I mean, I think I'm a, a bright guy, but let's just say I'm not. I didn't have to look up any of the answers or any solutions. So, I mean, it's it's definitely doable Okay. in a day. Yeah. yeah. Michael, do you have any picks? If, um, I, know, I mean, a lot of people are side with Cyberpunk, and I think I agree. Even if they did have a really hard launch, I mean, I think just having, like, the the multiple storylines so you can progress through kind of just broadens the range that it has. Um, otherwise, I think I have to go with Monster Hunter Rise just because I've not heard anything negative come out of that. Yeah. That's actually coming to PC. I don't know if it's the end of this year or first thing next year, but that's oh, coming wow. to PC mm. so you can crank out, the, crank out the ray tracing on that game. Oh, I will. <laughs> uh, Chase, what, Chase, what is your game of the year pick as of right now? So speaking of games coming to PC, Bugsnax is also coming to PC. Yeah. Um, but uh, as far so as... Over. <laughs> Dude, it was a good game. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, as far as game of the year goes, uh, I have to say, if, if, if it was right now, I would have to say uh, Ratchet & Clank. Uh, just overall, great story, great gameplay. Graphics were incredible. 
Um, just the the use of the SSD, just being able to warp through worlds like almost instantly, like all the levels, it's insane. Um, really enjoyed uh, Skyward Sword. Like I said, like that was my that was my number two pick as as of right now. Uh, Returnal was probably number three pick as at the moment. Uh, Returnal was just incredible. I just I hope that the company just keeps on making really good games like that. Uh, Near Replicant, uh, Oddworld Soulstorm, Immortals Phoenix Rising, uh, Persona 5 Strikers, Cyberpunk's on the list, uh, Little Nightmares 2, Biomutant. Those are my top 10 like, overall. Um, as far as like upcoming games, I, I got uh, on my list. It's like Far Cry, Deathloop, Shin Megami Tensei, Metroid Dread, and uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits. Uh, I don't think any of those are going to take over Ratchet and Clank, but I mean, I'm excited to play those. Yeah, Mitch, you didn't even put Ratchet and Clank on the yeah, list. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. I like I was making the notes in my car. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's another good one. It's almost like you should have gotten like a laptop to work on. That. Look, I didn't bring it with me when I was out earlier today. Also, shout out to Outriders. That game was fun for all of three days, and then it, I beat it. Um, yep. Also, shout out to uh, Stubbs the Zombie, <laughs> um, the biggest meme of this channel. Pretty much. Um, uh, well, we can't really talk about Hitman 3 because Richard and Chase haven't gotten the hit the 3 yet. Uh, the medium, I thought it was okay, but it had some weird camera issues. But I was talking, I guess it was with you, Chase, about how it's coming to PlayStation and they've mm-hmm. given it a big graphical boost. Uh, and the uh, haptic controllers on that. So Yeah. Uh, yep. And then I, I'm pretty sure Far Cry 6 may be one of the bigger, bigger games of this fall that hasn't come out yet. Uh, between that, Deathloop, Kena, and uh, Battlefield, those are probably the big ones. And then, of course, uh, we don't know when Halo Infinite's coming out. It may come out before that cutoff period. If not, oh well. I, uh, I don't think Far Cry 6 is coming out within the, within the release window of Game of the Year. It comes out October 6th. Does it? Or October 12th mm-hmm. or something. It comes oh, out I didn't know they had put a... Yeah. Wow, I didn't even know that. I, I thought that was still in that. The, I'm pretty sure it, it comes was... out the same day as the Switch OLED and Metroid Dread. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I thought that game was still in limbo. I didn't know they had put a concrete street date on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so there, there's several games that are we have concrete release dates for, and then a couple we don't, or they fall out of that period. Uh, so again, Halo... Uh, Call of Duty Vanguard got leaked earlier today, which you know we already knew that was coming. Uh, the Pokemon Gen 4 remakes are the end of November. Uh, Dying Light 2 is the beginning of December, so those won't hit that uh, cutoff period. But um, out of what we know is out right now, I'm pretty sure we've got a pretty good list of what games we're probably going to, if not get Game of the Year, at least be nominated for it. Uh, other than I think the one that we didn't really talk about that I was kind of shocked that Richard didn't say, which was Resident Evil Village. I, it was good. Um, I mean, in hindsight, uh, it, it was a little short-sighted. It was fun. It was a good story, but I mean, it's it didn't leave a lasting impression on me. It was like a really awesome blockbuster film that just didn't have any kind of depth to it. Which is not to say that it's bad at all. It's just, you know, you you watch it or play it for that shock and awe, and then, you know, when it's over, it's just over. Were you talking about Resident Evil Village or the new Suicide Squad movie? I couldn't tell. 
Uh, <laughs> talking about Resident Evil Village, I'm, uh, I don't know. I've I've got HBO Max. I've I've been debating on whether or not to watch it, but typically I don't watch DC movies because. Look, I think we we've probably talked about it in our group chat at some point, but this movie is made by James Gunn. Um, it it is the DC Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah. And that's that's what it tries to be. It does a really good job at it. It's this thing of it like a rated R Guardians of the Galaxy. Like what could you get away with if you had an R rating on there? And the shark guy, whatever his name is, he kills it. <laughs> so literally King Shark. <laughs> King Shark. Yeah, dude King kills shark. it. He's like he's like the best parts of like Groot and Drax mixed into one character. Just <laughs> dude's awesome. Uh, if you if you have HBO Max or if you are just have a sudden urge to go to a movie theater, I would recommend watching it at least once just to uh, share some input on it. But man, I thought it was better than the original Suicide Squad that they did several years ago. At the least. All right, um, we'll just go straight into uh, closing out. We're uh, hour 10 i mean by the time we get done probably be an hour 20 or so all right so um i'll remind everyone about the trivia scores uh going no one actually screwed up the trivia question last week so no one had the opportunity to get a question right um because i messed up but i'd made it through the entire episode without messing up this time so you at least have a chance to get a question right uh but the trivia scores michael and richard tied in first place with 13 points Steven, you still are holding on with eight, sir, and Chase has six points. And up. yeah, Michael, you would be in the lead if you didn't give Richard a point. They were worth it. <laughs> or two points. <laughs> All right. The trivia question for this week is, which of these games has the longest credit roll in a video game? I'll say that again. Which of these games has the longest credit roll so when you, you know, obviously those credits run through the screen. Is it Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn? Is it Mighty Number no. 9, Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots, or Assassin's Creed Brotherhood? Army feels like this is a trick question. <laughs> I don't know how I'm tricking you, but sure. I mean, I, I, I mean, in what possible way could Mighty Number no. Nine, the video game, have a longer credit roll, unless they're like including all of the talent from the movie? There's a movie based on Mighty Number no. Nine. I'm thinking of Big Hero Six, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't either. <laughs> they could include all the donators but I still don't think it would be that much I don't know if you guys have ever thought this hard on a trivia question before (laughs) I'll go with Final Fantasy. All right. I'm kind of fighting the whole Mighty Number no. 9 thing, too, because that was, like, one of the longest anticipated games, too, because the guy was 
working on it years and years ago. I think it took him what a decade to get that game out. That I don't. Uh, know. Yeah, it, it took this guy a long time to get this game out. Um, and then it disappointed everybody. <laughs> Because it wasn't people. Mega Man, and it was supposed to be Mega Man. Yeah, it was supposed to be Mega <laughs> Man. And then they just made Mega Man instead. And you want the spiritual successor, but the spiritual person sucks ass. <laughs> oh man! Do you want the descendant to feel like they failed their family? Mighty Number Nine. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with Mighty Number Nine. All right. God, uh, what was uh? Third option. Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots. See, I'm between that and Final Fantasy. It's either Metal Gear or Final Fantasy. I'm going to go with Final Fantasy. Alright. Then I'll go with Metal Gear. <laughs> Hell, why not? Alright. So... Assassin's Creed Brotherhood has a credit runtime of 15 minutes. Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots has a credit roll of 27 minutes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Final Fantasy 14 A Realm Reborn's credit roll is 1 hour and 38 minutes. Good lord. Mighty number no. 9, 3 hours and 48 minutes. Because they, they put the credits for all 70,000 Kickstarter backers in the credits. Knew it. Freaking <laughs> knew it. Wow. So, Steven, you have a point. Freaking knew it. <laughs> Congratulations. question. Thank you. Yeah. I, so, it just, uh, it just so made, like, did they do their top donators it, or did they it, do all you, of them? You had them, to donate at least $5 to be included in the credits. Yeah, and I had to think about it because my little brother had it. And I told him that um, I was taking a nap. He had just beat it, and the credits were rolling. It was probably an hour and a half nap, and I got up and I said, Is the credits still rolling? <laughs> and he was like, Oh, I just think that they, uh, they've restarted. I mean, thinking back on it now, you know, thinking back on it now, I was like, You know, there's no way. But, you know, just waking up from a nap, you just rolled with something like that. So you I did not. Long. You could watch James Gunn's Suicide Squad twice and the credits would still be rolling on that movie. Jesus I just, <laughs> <laughs> just, just yeah, so Final Fantasy XIV, when it came out, actually held the Guinness Book World Record for the longest credit rolls in a game, but that was before Mighty Number no. 9 came out. So, And the only thing it has a chance of being good at. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... Uh, I guess we'll go ahead and start wrapping things up with some social Didn't media. I give plugs. that away for free on the PlayStation Network, and still nobody played it. Probably. Probably. <laughs> I'll tell you what. While y'all uh, plug social medias, I will pull up the sales for Mighty Number no. Nine and see how bad it did. Oh man! I mean, I I bought it. <laughs> I bought it the day it came out. I was so excited. I was like, Mega Man is back, and he wasn't. <laughs> I think Mega Man is came is coming out with a uh, it's a mobile game it's supposed to be out like in a few days. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I've signed up for the release thing, so it'll automatically yeah. download whenever it comes out. Mm-hmm. We'll see, we'll see. That Contra game that's on mobile that just came out is actually pretty good. Oh, is it really? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So what I'm seeing is that uh, across every platform that Mighty Number no. Nine ever came out on, which was the between Steam, Wii U, PS3 and 4, and I guess Xbox 360, Xbox One, it only sold uh, roughly 1.2 million units. Beautiful. Which I mean is not terrible for an indie third party game, but considering seventy thousand of those people already had bought it when they kickstart backed mm-hmm. it, I mean ugh. <laughs> Hey, they've not made another one, so yeah, we haven't got mighty number ten, so <laughs> all right. Uh Steven, let's plug some social medias. Um not much going on, um, on the music front, just having that long and exhausting uh, producer block. Um, so we're going to set that to the side. Um, I may be playing Genshin Impact tonight, either on Twitch or YouTube. It just really depends on how I feel after the stream. Uh, I've been a bit under the weather and family matters. Um, but other than that, you can find me on Twitch, um, The Breaks. Uh, with a Z. Um, if you want to check out some of my old content on SoundCloud uh, that I've got out there, uh, it's Breaker Beats with a Z 2020. All right. Richard? Check me out at boardgamerenovations.com. I'm very excited to... I've had a lot of personal stuff going on as far as, like, you know, I, I just bought a new vehicle. I've had to, had to do quite a few things, but... Uh, I'm coming back to YouTube next week, and I can say that definitively, uh, and I'm very excited about that. So follow me at BoardGameRenovations.com, and I will be on YouTube next week, so be waiting for that video. Nice. Michael? Not a whole lot going on, but we are just one member shy of 300 on unsolicited (laughs) Dang! So I think we're doing pretty nice. Uh, I've actually had met some in-person random people, and I'm like, "Would you like to see some nudes?" And they're like, "Yes, sir." And I got them to join. So I think <laughs> things are going pretty good. Um, <laughs> well, there you go. Chase, anything? Um, nothing real big to add. Uh, I think Gamefly's having a sale right now. If you uh. All their used games are really cheap right now. So check that out if you're trying to save some money on games. Sweet. Um, I have nothing to plug. I'm not really streaming anything other than like these Smash tournaments. So if you are in the Middle Tennessee area and you want to come play Smash Brothers and maybe win some money if you're really good at it, uh, we do this at the Portland Pizza and Pub every Tuesday at 6 o'clock. Um, and they occasionally will do different types of tournaments. Like there's one of them called a squad strike tournament that's happening where you pick three characters instead of one. And you have, every time you die, you swap over to the new character. Very interesting. Uh, and I think there's something going on at the Portland high school on the 28th as well. I don't know if that's an open tournament I can figure out from Jason. Um, and also I started, uh, working on a game today. So in unity, I will have more to share on that later, but, um, I have come up with a, hopefully the final studio name I've decided to go with and the name of the game. So we'll hopefully share more about that later. But anyway, uh, that's going to be it for episode 59 of Next Gen Newsweek. So we will see you this time uh, next Thursday. So have a good week and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye, everyone. 
This week's up to you episode is brought to you by the special stuffing they use inside Build-A-Bears, which is really hard to fist. Y'all have a great night.